maybe we'll just start with a couple of um, announcements, updates. Um, I spent a bit of time this morning uh, interacting with the notice board, getting it up to date and things like that. Um, I actually noticed that the link that was going to the um, retreat page wasn't actually showing um, the recordings from Monica. Uh, so including the second uh, instruction, so the instructions that we shared yesterday around dukkha and contraction. So they're now, uh, those links are updated. So anything that I say about the notice board means you need to go there. And if you've got it open from the beginning of the retreat, you'll need to refresh that page to be able to see the new new info. Um, so we're going to have the uh, instruction, suggestion of practice related to anatta, uh, the not-self strategy, shortly. And then we'll have some uh, good period of time there then to practice it, have a, a sitting, walking, and another uh, a, a walking, a sitting, and another walking, or movement stillness, and another movement practice. Um, that second movement practice is going to be um, a group session with Monica during that. So if you have some questions about this practice or you want to come to a, a smaller group setting where you can share and reflect and, and um, have feedback and give feedback on your practice that way. So that's available. But then I also thought it might be helpful uh, with this kind of material to also have a questions and responses session where if you have any kind of questions about this practice and just kind of general things, so less of a, a sharing, reflection, back and forth type of uh, setting, um, and it can kind of work for a larger group. So I've put that on the on the schedule as well. So that's all been kind of updated. And that's going to happen in the lunch break. So it's very, very much an optional thing uh, for you if, you if you feel drawn to do that. And we'll run that from 2 o'clock till 2 45 uh, and try and keep to that time so that we have a bit of silence before coming back for the meditation and last reflection at, uh, at three o'clock um, so all of that's updated and on the notice board and you can you can have a look through that what I would say is yeah we're kind of going through this material quite fast still um, but there's actually quite a lot of time where we can really um, immerse ourselves in these in these teachings and practices. So do take advantage of that. Um, when we have a situation of kind of coming towards the, the last period, the last day of an event, you know, our, our mind can wander ahead and um, hopefully we'll have time in the afternoon where we can cover a lot more about how to you know, bring this to the rest of our life. But um, yeah, this is this is rich stuff, good stuff to 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 dive into. So I'm going to just present the material that we're going to be exploring. Uh, not going to do too much of a review. Hopefully, everybody had a chance to to listen to the uh, the reflection last night. But basically, when we look with more well-being, or we use the insight practices, or if you know about um, the Brahma Vihara practices like metta, kindness practices or compassion practices, those kind of things. What we'll notice is that the appearance of things and the sense of self um, kind of lighten 
at times. You know, they have more spaciousness or they're, they're held more tenderly and they feel more free, feel more enjoyable. Okay? And, <clears throat> and there's many reasons why, and we'll kind of cover some of them, why this can imply a teaching of the um, independent reality of my sense of self is really kind of drawn into question there because I feel different when I uh, respond differently to, to experience. Yeah. I feel differently when I respond differently. So this self isn't some uh, independent entity. It depends on the activity that it's doing. It depends on what it's meeting. And we can kind of question that. So what we're going to be doing today is playing with not-self, playing with the sense of self. And just to clarify a couple of things before we get going. The Buddha never claimed the self does not exist. They were saying it's a skillful way of looking. It's a skillful way of looking to look as if the self does not exist, perhaps we could say. And I can say from my side, I like you. I hope you like you. Right? We're not here trying to get rid of you. Right? That's not that's not our goal. That's not the game that we're playing. But what we're playing is can we move along the spectrum from you know the problematic kind of self-importance, self-centeredness, self-obsession, self-reference. It's all about me, yeah. Which at one extreme has a lot of pressure, kind of the possessing, the demanding, yeah. And can we move along that towards self-views that have a have a lot less dukkha, yeah, maybe barely any at all, less stress, less distress. And so, with with real application of our effort and dedication and creative playfulness, can we move ourselves towards a self-view that feels more liberating and freeing? And oftentimes, we can do this by actually letting go of that sense of me, letting go of that sense of mine. Letting go of that sense of myself. Yeah. So what we're talking about is the other side of what we said at the beginning. When we're doing these practices, they're going well. Self fades, lightens, disappears, becomes less central. What if we practice fading it, making it less central? Yeah. Through releasing the sense of identification um, and ownership with experience. So we typically, without intending to, take this body and mind to be who we are, to be ourselves, to be ours, the possession of the self. And so here we're just cultivating a, a, a different way of looking. Yeah. If it's better for you or you prefer it or it, it just it just works better, you want to keep going with other insight practices or more with um, metta, kindness, and all of that kind of field of practices or just general samadhi, you know, you can do that. If you prefer, you can just, just do that. Even if you are going to do it, still keep those kinds of practices alive for you. Yeah, Keep the sense of kindness, keep the sense of well-being, nourishment. We, we need those especially until this practice really uh, delivers those sensibilities, delivers more kindness, delivers more sense of whole, wholesome well-being. So the sense of self is this spectrum. 
at the very minimum, if we're having an experience, there's going to be some some degree of meing and mining, so to say, on the experience. This is about me. This belongs to me. Just as some degree of contraction is required for a perception to happen, the idea of holding this in my attention, yeah. And with that, there's some sense of self doing this, yeah. So when there's more contraction, there will be more the sense of self. When there's less contraction, there'll be less the sense of self. So the activity of selfing changes the felt sense of the self, the one that's doing that demanding, doing that contraction, okay? And this practice is just going straight to the lessening of self, releasing the demanding, releasing the contraction, releasing the dukkha. It's interesting to see that this practice, you know, we would often kind of come to it after the anicca, after the dukkha contraction, seeing it as unsatisfactory, however we go about that. Because this this way of looking is actually um, quite deep, quite, in some ways it's kind of like a step change deeper than, than the other ones. It actually doesn't... Um, it doesn't make real any of the phenomena in, in, in ways that some of those other ways of looking might might do. So we, we can see this as, as a continued development and, and a further refinement of the exploration. Because we're basically just imagining there must be some sense of identification with or ownership of the the elements that make up myself what we sometimes call the aggregates um i'm hoping that i can actually get the aggregates onto the notice board i was um just working on that before and it was i was a few steps away from being able to make it complete just before getting there but what we see is we're not going to say this is what the self is, but this is what the self claims ownership of. That's what the Buddha was saying about this. So it can be that there's some sense of ownership of the body, some sense of ownership of the, the, the almost unconscious projection onto experiences. This will be nice. This won't be nice. This isn't worth paying attention to. The pleasant, unpleasant, neither thing. There can be some senses, I'm making this perception of experience. There can be some sense, I'm the knowing of this experience. That's who I am. I'm the awareness that knows this experience. can be some feeling, I'm the thinker of the thoughts that are going through this experience. And we're just going to be suggesting, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And and again, you know, it could be because we see impossible. I couldn't be. You know, that they, I don't make the thoughts. I don't make the preferences. I don't make the body do what it wants. You know, it's like I, these things are happening and identification is added on. Yeah. So ownership is added on. And this happens so quickly. You know, if you think about... Um, if you're at a restaurant or you're eating with friends and family, whatever, you, you you have a serving. Maybe you go up to the pots yourself. You serve the food onto your plate. 
Yeah. And somehow, in some magic way, a spoon goes into the pot, carries it across, puts it onto your plate, at which point it's my food now. Now, if somebody comes and takes food from the pots, great, help yourself, guys, you know, enjoy, tuck in. But if they come and help themselves from your plate, you know, that would feel, what are you doing? That's my food. You know, that, that sense of its ownership as mine, how did that happen? What magic trick did we play? The spoon goes in the pot, the pot, the food is lifted on the spoon. At some point, between the leaving the spoon and landing on my plate, it's mine. It's mine. And anyone who comes near it is in my territory. Yeah? It's, it's not mine. It's not mine. I didn't grow it. I might not have cooked it. Weirdly, I'm probably not even going to digest it. The body is going to digest it. You know, the body says, look, come on, I've done it for days and days and days. Could someone give me a day off? Tomorrow, can you digest the food? I have no idea how you do it. No idea. You know, I don't want to, heart doesn't want to pump the blood tomorrow. You know, could, could it have a day off? We'd be lost. The nervous system doesn't want to reveal sensations. I don't know what to do. You know, the intellect can't be bothered to think thoughts for us. You know, can you can you just think the thoughts? Can we outsource that to someone else? Can think our thoughts for us and send them in? So we have this sense of ownership for things, which you know, we 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 don't do those things. The ownership is added on. Ownership is added on. So as we said before, it's helpful to have some degree of conviction. You know, I believe there is no self, just temporarily, not as a permanent landing place, but hopefully a helpful way of looking, yeah? You know, so when we say, if we look at the body and say, it's not me, it's not mine, it's not myself. It could be that we're just letting go of a sense of, I, I don't do this, I don't own this, I don't do this. Completely fine. We might be left as a question mark. I, I, I don't know what that means, but I'm holding that view. I'm trying to not let that identification land. And at a point in time, we might even say, you know, this feeling of uncertainty, this feeling of uncertainty, I, I don't know what it is. Even this, it's not me, it's not mine. It's not something I'm doing, it's just happening. And that's what I mean by the fact that this can keep penetrating without making anything itself real. It's not perplexity is the, is the true state. Like, no, even that, it's not me, it's not mine. Yeah. So... Oftentimes, it's helpful to kind of start with one area of our experience. So we talk about these aggregates. We could talk about, you know, the, the sense doors or whatever. We're going to have like a quite a thorough exploration to not um, permit the self to kind of hide out in, you know, I'm the knowing of experience. Ultimately, that's what I am. You know, we're just going to keep applying it and applying it. So we would probably start with something like the body. Yeah, that sense that the body is is actually nature. You know, if you want to get out into nature, you could also just go in into nature. There's kind of these tides of 
energy moving through us. There are these flows, rivers, streams of fluids. There are these kind of caverns of space in the mouth, eye sockets, nostrils. The earthiness of the bones, the rocks of the body, the flesh. And we can explore that and we can also explore it without a sense of identification. These elements, earth, water, air, fire, the energy in the heartbeat, the nervous system, the mind's activity, and the space. You know, that idea that we learn about in, uh, in, in what molecules are made of, you know, there's so much space in there. The, the matter within solid things is like dust, a little mot of dust in a vast cathedral. It's a whole body made of these space, 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 space. So it's actually not so personal. Yeah. So all of this can be helpful ways of, of looking into this. Um, We're not trying to get rid of the self, but to relate skillfully. And hopefully, it doesn't feel like we're saying, clear off, you're not self. But it's more like stay or go, as you please, this body. What's it like with less identification? So again, we can use noting here. And it can be helpful, you know, the, the Buddha said, you know, it can be helpful to regard everything as this is not me. This is not mine. This is not myself. Um, many times shorter is, is more helpful. So if the phrase anatta makes sense to you, that's not self, it's not self. It's body, not self. This projection of pleasant, unpleasant, neither, it's not self. Uh, not me, not mine. It's not me, it's not mine. And what we're implying here is the phenomena just happening. The sensations of the body just happening. Sense of the sensations being pleasant or unpleasant or neither. It's just happening. It's not something we're doing consciously the perception of those sensations, drawing those sensations out of the whole stream of all the nervous appearance of things, the nerve endings presenting. Oh yeah, that's a knee. Also in the, the knowing of that appearance. Knowing just happens. It's just it's not something we do. And all of the rest, that intention to pay attention, the attention itself, it's all just happening. The thoughts that come to pull us away, just happening, not self. So a couple of things before we go into the practice. It can be skillful, more skillful, more accessible for us, rather than not me, not mine. It might be, it's not just me. 
not just mine, kind of in recognition, both that we play a role and that we are participants in the making of experience. We, we do need to care for the body. We're not abandoning it. We're just not encouraging a sense of ownership here. Yeah. Can be, there's no hesitation. We feel completely comfortable. We've recognized there's no rejection in just saying, it's not me, it's not mine. Yeah. We still look after it, still care. As before, really helpful, we're going to have a balance of samadhi, the well-being, the harmonization, get the self settled, hopefully some feeling of nourishment, and then we'll just drop that in, drop that in, that different way of looking, different way of relating. Again, loads more we could say, but hopefully today just feels possible, practical, applicable for us to make this approach. So, okay you feel that this body that's not you and not yours and not who you are needs a little stretch then please feel free to give that little stretch and then we'll settle into what feels like the right posture for this time If you commonly practice with a sense of the breath, what would be a really enjoyable way of breathing right now? What would the body appreciate? Maybe it's a slower breathing pace. Maybe it's more about the belly, breathing from the belly. be feeling it around the heart area, the chest area. You can just play around what feels like a nice rhythm, a nice depth. You don't just have to observe a breath. You can find ways to enjoy it, shape it towards well-being. And if we were, say, practicing more with sounds, Where do you want to hear those sounds? Is it like a big wide awareness sounds popping in, popping out? Is there more that sense of welcoming the sounds in? You're hearing the sounds rested deep within the being. Letting those sounds arrive to you. Be received, be released.
So the breathing or the listening mode might revert back to something more habitual and just guiding, shaping it towards more well-being. So we're going to take a tour around all the elements of our experience and seeing what it's like to drop the sense of identification with it. So it's an encouragement to go with this as best you can. Your whole sense of identity will surely return uh, within a short period of time of dropping this way of looking. So let's start with the body this body here, this dance of sensations, this miracle of life-giving processes, digestion and heartbeat and conceiving, perceiving, knowing, all happening in connection with bodily life. This body nourished by food that was nourished by the sun, sole source of energy. Almost every cell in this body replaced, renewed, 
so many times. Every seven years, a complete new set of cells making up what appears to be the same body. This natural process that we know so well is growing, healing. nourishing itself, sustaining itself. By its own intelligence, it's not me. Not mine. Not myself. this whole world of a body, notice one particular area of sensation, whatever draws the attention. It's actually arising from causes and conditions beyond my full knowledge, beyond my control. It's not me, not mine. We can meet it. If it's a little painful, we can breathe a soothing breath around it. But it's not me, it's not mine. it if we take a familiar sensation like the breath the rhythm, the depth smoothness or roughness of the breath making the breath this way is not me not mine Receiving, knowing, breath sensations, it's not me, not mine.
Let's turn our attention through the six sense doors. Just beginning through the body sense. You can feel your ear or both ears. What a shape of a thing. And of course the ear isn't just the fleshy part outside the head, it goes within the inner ear. What a complex, wonderful thing. That I didn't make. not me, it's not mine. If we didn't have the ear, would we be more or less of a self? We listen through the ear, all of these sounds, all that we can hear is not me, it's not mine. And our ability to hear, to turn vibrations into sounds, not something we do. I will turn that into this. It's not something we do. It's happening. But the ownership of that is added on. We can release that. It's not me, not mine. Not my sensitivity, not my creativity. Bring the attention through the body down to the mouth, into the mouth, the tongue. with all its flavor receptors. Getting to know this tongue and also getting to know so complex, I didn't make it. It's not me. It's not mine, it's not myself. the flavors that are on different parts of the tongue. None of those are me or mine. Our ability to taste 
not me, not mine, just happening. Doesn't need anything claiming ownership. The tongue, the flavors, and the ability to taste. The same with the nose. And again, like the ears, the nose goes deep within as well as protruding out. Delicate, complex, not something we made, something we're gifted. It's not me, it's not mine. This aroma. An appearance, not me, not mine. Already changed, disappeared. This aroma, same. Our ability to smell. Create the world of aromas. It's not me, not mine. No idea how it happens. Could understand it more, but it wouldn't need the identification to work. Coming to the skin. This covering of the whole body with particular nerve endings on the lips, fingertips. It's sensitive all over much of the time and also inwardly. So much sensitive skin, and it's not me, not mine. Notice how that feels, how much we can release a sense of identification or ownership. The feeling of contact. Feeling of the body, sensitive skin, touching sensitive skin, the inner sense of the organs, the breath moving. It's not me, it's not mine, it's just passing through. And our ability to feel the tactile world, touch. Temperature. Movement. 
Not me. Not mine. Not really. The soft, moist eye or eyes. Not me, not mine. The visual realm, the light or sight. Appearances, dance and play of light, color, shapes, not me, not mine, not myself. And our ability to turn refracted light into visual form. So not me, not mine, not to be identified with. Not to cast ownership over. And this thinking part of the mind, the intellect, the emotional part of the mind, the brain and the various parts And that extends in some ways far vaster than what seems to be physical matter. This that we can feel physically. It's not me. Not mine. That which we can sense as the intellect, the emotional quality. It's also not me. Not mine. Single thoughts, floods of thoughts, and everywhere in between. The emotions, even the moods, mind states. Always passing through, not really me or mine. Although we may have a habit to identify. Thoughts just occurring. Almost like something we're overhearing, noticing, knowing. Our ability to conceive, perceive, think, create inner worlds of Thoughts and fantasies and memories. It's not something we do. 
If the intellect couldn't do it, it would be gone. It's not me. It's not mine. It's not myself. Just letting the awareness include the whole sensitive sense doors, sense appearance. The perceiving of this and of this. The perception. Not me, it's not mine. The making of perception is not me, it's not mine, it's just happening. The knowing of this perception is also not me, not mine, not myself just happening. Seeing if we can sustain that view, whatever the attention grabs to. Releasing identification. Notice how experience changes. Enjoy and release again.
Whenever we're noticing in attention, however subtle, however gross, it's not me. It's not mine. It's not myself. Coming into the last few minutes, you can just notice the impact on perception. It's really only three possibilities. Don't notice any real change. Makes the experience more unpleasant or irritating to notice it's not me, not mine, not myself. And then there's more what we're intending, more of a sense of samadhi, more sense of peace or well-being, spaciousness. And if that comes, at times enjoying it, bathing in it, inviting it to spread. Whatever the condition of experience at times, it's also helpful to recognize even this. It's an appearance, a perception, something that's known. Just happening. Not me. Not mine. Not myself.
Okay, so I hope that was helpful and beneficial, uh, enjoyable. I hope maybe at a minimum it was interesting. Um, and well, that's done now. Uh, so as I say, you know, sometimes this gets the five star reviews. Uh, sometimes it gets one star reviews. And personally, uh, it's not me. It's not mine. <laughs> Do what you like with it. Um, it really is uh, offered in the spirit of, you know, this is part of the fullness of the teachings. Um, and it can be very profound and it can be okay not for me not for you great then do do other practices maybe come back to this later on because you know some people rave about it maybe there's something here but not just not right now it's also you know a good attitude to have if you are interested in taking it up we can bring it into the movement practices we can bring it into the entirety of our experience you know i really wasn't just using you know a plate of food as a uh you know a, a strong example can be a really healthy way of of looking at things like that this isn't me it's not mine you know as it goes in it's not becoming me you know whatever whatever lens you want to take so we can take it into different areas setting that intention applying the attention and having a period of time for reflection if you're going to be working with it i would say start with the easiest place to apply it yeah, so if that's the body sensations or if that's the sounds, whatever it is, yeah, just work with the area that's, that, that's, that's helpful for us. One of the key things that we're doing with insight practice is actually building up the conviction. Yeah, so it's a little bit like someone might say, you know, learn to walk before you can run. So not running before we can walk, not doing, you know, great, it was lovely doing all the sense doors. I'm going to do all the sense doors all the time. Um, maybe, maybe that's healthy. Uh, but it might be better to kind of pace yourself and really develop the conviction, the confidence. I can see it here and it works here. So say it's like the body sense. Yeah, I can do that. I can have less of a sense of identification or ownership or or being the same as, you know, all of those meaning basically similar kind of things. We take a sense of self about it. And that felt really good. Now I'm going to do it towards my thoughts. Yeah. And eventually I'm going to do it towards my obsessive thoughts and my very personal feeling thoughts. You know, where I'm thinking, this body's not me, not mine, these sensations are just arising. But hang on, who are they occurring to? If they're not, if it's not me, you know, they're not occurring to someone else in those kind of arguments come in, counter arguments. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> we're not making a definition. We're exploring this as a practice, as a process. So work in the area that feels accessible to you, if any of them do. And then expand from there with a sense of bringing that conviction, confidence with you. Yeah. For that, it can be really helpful to, um, you know, have a kind of a narrow sense, a narrow uh, focus of attention. At other times, it could be like a wider sense, whole of the body, a wider field of sounds, yeah, uh, flowing through in that way. Again, it's very helpful if we practice this with things that feel unpleasant feel like they're dukkha for us yeah and also things that don't yeah so we kind of like have that kind of fuller range of of our experience yeah also helps us to notice what do i tend to notice which is a very um helpful thing to to see in the world so 
we can bring this into into movement there will be some sense of identification uh, will be some sense of building up of thingness to things as well um, just seeing what what happens and when we come to a movement practice maybe it's walking or moving this and, and just be saying this is not me this this body it's not me not mine these sounds not me not mine you know this if i'm doing it in you know, my garden or my house you know we can also extend it to there this is not my garden yeah you can also extend it towards you know people around you you know this is not my friend you know they're themselves this is not my daughter my father what you know what does that mean it's that actually opens out that realm they're not just that are they they're not just that and that's one part you know like see things more clearly see clearly how things are made up okay so hopefully feels accessible enough to experiment with for now but bring it to the group meeting bring it to the questions and responses if that feels helpful um where we can explore it a little bit more and you know um give it a test in that way yeah put it through its paces so want to give you first time to play with it and also as i said before put it down put it aside for now if it's not if it's not the thing but this is an opportunity to to try it out try and figure out your way of of making this work and that's the that's the invitation there okay so thank you for being here thank you for your practice and uh, may it go well <laughs>